Hello, everybody, and welcome to Think Rich Radio. It's great to have you with me as we jump into a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And it really picks up on what we talked about in the last episode. If you missed episode number two, we talked about the subject of modern day slavery. And that sets the stage for what I want to talk about today because, you know, everybody has one thing in common when we think about money. Well, Most people have one thing in common. When you're listening to a podcast like this, it's how do I make more money so that I can experience more of the things that money provides for me. And so in order to establish where that's going, we need to understand where we're really running away from. And that's what we established yesterday. I really feel like there is a cultural financial slavery that is prevalent. I think that the vast majority of the world lives that way. And we understand that kind of on a subconscious level. Now, the question is, how do we break free? How do we get out of that? And that's what I want to talk about in today's episode. So here's the big question. How do everyday people like us who didn't grow up wealthy and were not taught how to be wealthy in school, how are we supposed to learn to think, invest, and grow wealth like the top 1% without compromising our ethics and our values? My name is Jeremy Whaley. That was my big question. This podcast will give you the answers. You're listening to Think Rich Radio. It was about 10, maybe 11 years ago. I was teaching a class, sharing some ideas on how you trade the stock market for income. And somebody posed a question about how does trading fit into their bigger picture financial plan? Should it be 90% of their income? Should it be 10% and whatnot? And I started drawing out a little picture, and I just did it kind of on the fly. And I'm not a very good artist, but by the time it was all done, I had explained this whole concept about how I feel like money should flow and money should operate. And when it was all done, I looked at it and I said, look at that. It's kind of like a big old compound. Let's call it your financial fortress. And that's where this thing came from. I'm going to share that with you in this episode, and I want to teach you what does it take to build true financial freedom. How do you structure it? How do you design it? And then I'm going to challenge you to decide today that you're going to do this and you're going to do it over the next two to five years, which means five years from today, you could be completely financially independent, financially free. I realize this is a podcast, so I can't really draw, but if you would imagine with me a Greek Parthenon, And every Greek Parthenon that you've ever seen is going to have three major components. You'll have the foundational portion. You'll have the top of the Parthenon where all the nice adorations are. And then you have the big columns that support the Parthenon. I call this your financial fortress. And we're going to take those three components and I'm going to break each of those down for you right now. Across the bottom, the thing that we call the foundation, we will call the foundation. And that's going to be the foundation of your financial world. We call it security. Now, to define security, this is going to be anything that has value but cannot disappear. If it can disappear, it's not secure. Therefore, it does not build into the foundation. Your foundation is the solid rock that your entire financial world is built on. That may look like some savings. It may look like some treasuries or something that's secure, but it is total security, and these assets cannot disappear. Moving up, you have the big columns that support the Parthenon, and I'm going to refer to those as cash flow columns. And cash flow columns are 
the the guts. This is the thing that holds the whole thing together. It supports the overall structure. And in order for something to qualify as a cash flow column, here's the definition. It must create income and it has to be able to disappear. If it creates income but it can't disappear, it would be security. If it creates income and it can disappear, it's a cash flow column. If it does not create income, it's not a cash flow column. And then finally across the top, we call that, I call it nice things and stuff. It would be the Oedipus of the uh, Parthenon. It's all the adorations, the little gargoyles and the fancy things that make it look pretty, but really does nothing for the structure of the building. And in our modern world of finances, that's things and stuff. It's really cool stuff. It's the nice cars and the nice trips and some of the things that look great to the world, but it does nothing to support our financial structure. Now, if you can imagine a column standing in the middle all by itself and a Greek Parthenon built on top and below, you have a foundation, you have one single column, and then you've got all this nice stuff on top of it. And this describes most people's career, most people's financial world. We call it their job. And for most people, their job is their sole cash flow column. It can create income and it can disappear. And most people realize that if their job disappears, what happens? Well, their column disappears and the entire financial world comes crashing down. So people have this intuitive idea. You don't really have to go to school to figure that out. They realize if I stop going to work, and the money stops flowing. They realize if they get fired, that the money stops flowing. And this really explains everything you need to know about your finances. Cash flow is key. If you stop working, the cash stops flowing. If the cash stops flowing, then you no longer can pay your bills and eat and do all the wonderful things that you need to do to survive. Therefore, you go hungry and boom, your financial world has imploded. This led me to a statement that I often make, and it goes like this. A person can live an entire lifetime without a net worth, and most people do. But a person can typically only live two to three weeks without cash flow. Most people go to the bank, they list out all their assets and liabilities, and they get a loan, and they're at the bottom of their piece of paper, it doesn't have a huge net worth, maybe $100,000. For some people, maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars, but nothing huge. That's your net worth. Many people never have any net worth, but they live just fine. Live an entire lifetime without a net worth, right? But you can take any of those individuals, and if you could dry up their cash flow, they can't survive. You can't afford to buy food. You can't afford to put shelter over you. That's why I say cash flow is the most important thing. Now, all of us kind of intuitively understand this. Again, you don't have to go to school to figure out that I got to have cash flowing in order to pay my bills. And since people realize that, and they realize that if they stop going to their job, they lose their cash flow, they come up with this great idea that looks something like this. If only... I could replace my job. And so most people go out and they start a little network marketing company or they'll start trading the stock market or they'll start investing in real estate with one outcome 
and that is to replace their job because they've they've linked up in their head. They've told themselves a story. If I replace my job, then I have security, and now the cash is going to keep flowing. What they fail to recognize is the reality that now they've replaced their job, they are no more secure than before. See, the problem was not that they had a job that they didn't like. The problem was if their job disappeared, their financial world collapsed. And so now we've just traded one problem for the next. Before, the fear was I will lose my job or I can't go into the office and I'm not going to have the cash flow I need. Now that we've replaced the job with a new business or with a trading income or real estate income, the fear now becomes what if I have a bad month trading? What if my new business has a bad month? What if my renter messes up my property and they don't pay me what they're supposed to pay me? Now we're right back where we were when we lost the job. You see, the job was not the problem. The problem was the structure of the financial world around their job. It depended on the cash flow from the job. And if the job disappears, that financial world collapses. And now we've just traded one cash flow column called a job for another one called a small business or called a real estate income or called stock trading and all the pressures stayed the same. So some people figured this out and they thought it'd be a good idea to send the spouse to work. So now we got a his job and a hers job. And now the only thing that's different is instead of having one job with a cash flow column that's supporting your financial world is you've got two. But very quickly, what do most people do? Most people go out and they raise their standard of living. They buy more nice things and stuff. They put nice adorations across the top of their financial world. And now they're stuck. If either partner loses the job, their financial world maybe doesn't come crumbling down, but it certainly takes a nasty hit. And guess what? Everybody kind of knows this. Everybody kind of realizes that the job is really important because that's how we pay the bills. That's how we continue our standard for living. So everybody is enslaved to this job and we have to keep going back. And then people get this bright idea. Wow, what if I had some extra income? And so someone says, well, what if I start a business? I'll start selling some stuff on eBay or maybe I'll pick up an extra job in the evening or maybe on the weekends. And before too long, they may have multiple sources of cash flow, but there's just one major problem. They're working around the clock. They never see their family. They're exhausted. And at the end of the day, they're not really that much better than before. The only thing they've got is a few backup plans and they're not doing any of them well. They got some cash coming in from three or four different sources. If one of them disappears, fine. Their world doesn't come crashing down, but they're still not healthy, at least not financially. Wealthy families figured something out. They figured out this magic thing called passive income. Wealthy families realized that they could buy a house and rent it out. And after they rent the house out, that check keeps coming every month. And then they figure, well, what if I buy another house or two or three? And if I rent that house out and those tenants continue to pay me the way they're supposed to, now I've got three or four of these checks coming every month. And that starts to become something that we call cash flow. You see, it starts to stack up. Maybe from the first house, you only make three or four or $500 a month. But you start to add three or four of those houses, and now you're up to a couple thousand dollars a month or 
maybe $3,000 a month. And now we've got some income coming in with our real estate. And since it's coming in every month because we've got these people under a rental agreement and that money just keeps coming in, now we've got all this free time. We can go do something else to bring in some extra money. We could keep our job, go to work on the daytime with our job and collect the checks when they come in from our rental properties. Or maybe we add a different type of a cash flow column, something like trading the stock market. Something where you can go take some active activities and churn a quick profit. And then we can take some of that extra money and we can push it back over maybe into some more rental properties. And now we're starting to think more like wealthy families because wealthy families understand that the sole purpose of cash in general is to take that cash and repurpose that asset, that thing we call cash, into something that will continue to perpetuate income on a month-after-month basis. I went through all the education system that our country has to offer all the way through high school, and then I went to college, and no one taught me any of this stuff. This was the stuff I had to start figuring out the hard way But then whenever I started making some really wealthy friends and I started noticing what they do, I realized that they think different. They've always thought different because their parents taught them to think different. And so I had a couple of friends who were buying real estate when they were in college and they started getting rental checks when they were in college. And then one of those friends started trading the stock market and started making a lot of extra income in the stock market. And then that same friend decided to add into it a little bit of a business and then he ended up buying a franchise and that franchise had an operating system that came with it and they were able to hire managers to run it and then here he owns a I think it was a chicken joint if I remember and he's not having to do anything all he does is collects the checks and writes the payroll checks make sure all the numbers are working and if you've been tracking with my story here He's graduating from college with about three different cash flow columns. Why? Because his dad taught him to do something that most of our parents didn't know to do. And it's not their fault. No one taught them how to do it. But that's how the wealthy live. And if we want to be financially independent, we've got to start taking those kind of actions. So the plan to become financially independent in a relatively short period of time, maybe it's two years, maybe it's four years. I think anybody can do it in five years or less, but the plan looks pretty simple. We've got to mirror and model what the wealthy families taught their kids to do, which means instead of getting really focused on our job and our career, we need to add an additional cash flow column. And that may look like real estate income. It may look like starting a side business. It may look like learning to trade the stock market. It could look like a lot of different things, but the key is we need to increase the income and we need to do it in such a way that it doesn't take all of our time. Now, if you're starting a new business, it's going to take some time at the beginning. But if you set it up right, and if you learn to manage it properly and you get the right people in place, that business will start to take care of itself in many ways and you'll start to have that nice residual, or as we like to say, passive income. And then as you get one cash flow column built up, we go and we build another cash flow column. And if we built a real estate business in one cash flow column, then we go maybe build an online business in the next one and on and on. And if you were to get really nutty 
and say, over the next five years, I'm going to make a point that every year I add one cash flow column. Guess what's going to happen? In about three or four or five years, you're going to look back, and now if your job disappears, your financial world will be strong because you've gone and intentionally built three or four or five cash flow columns that are paying you every month with some residual income, some passive income, and now your financial world is strong, and it's going to withstand the storm. Because if you lose your job, or if the real estate market crashes, or if the stock market crashes, or something else happens, you've got some redundancy built in. You've built yourself a financial fortress. And when you learn to do that, and you take action on that, there's no financial storm that has to blow your financial world away. I teach an entire training on this called Building Your Financial Fortress for Life. It's a four-hour course. But as you continue to listen to this podcast, I'm going to continue laying out these ideas and these concepts. And over the next several episodes, I'm going to kind of go through each of the different asset classes and the different types of income cash flow columns that we can create. And then I want to encourage you to go out and learn to do it on your own. And as you start to do that, you're going to discover financial freedom is much closer than you ever imagined. The only thing standing between you and freedom is number one, understanding that it's available to you. And then number two, taking the actions necessary to be free. everybody, would you like to experience seven breakthroughs that changed my life? If you would, I've put them together for you in a series of videos, and it's available on my website at jeremywhaley.com. jeremywhaley.com, and all you need to do is put your email in there, and I will send you these seven videos about breakthroughs, seven breakthroughs that have changed my life. I think they'll change your life as well. So go check it out over at jeremywhaley.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher or wherever. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you can get every episode directly in your iPhone or whatever listening device it is that you are using. Thanks again for being here and I'll see you next time.